Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to episode six of the Shameless Plug podcast. I almost forgot it again. I'm TMT Coco, and I'm joined by a man who introduces himself. How's it going? It's Lick My Sock 117 here today. That's the one, as with every week. Still don't have a guest. We're working on that. Don't worry about it. And we're going to, I just, I want to start this off with, uh, you know, just expressing pain. Pain in the fact that uh, I think I need to start getting into the black market a little bit and maybe sell a kidney to be able to afford a home. I, uh, I recently looked at houses, got a little more serious into looking into it, and it is insane how much houses cost. Like, have you... Have you taken a gander at how prices have just basically doubled in the past three years? Oh, absolutely. Like, if you don't spend at least 250000 Canadian, you're going to get an absolute, like a literal doghouse on the side of the road. And not even anywhere special. Like, it's going to be out in the boonies, and it's, it's going to leak. Like, the housing market well, two, is insane. I legitimately can't. Like, two fifty was originally pre-covid and everybody moving out of the city and stuff like i thought 250 was starter home price like somewhere around there but i legitimately can't find anything that's under like 350,000 i'd say and 350,000 in my head it's like wow that that's probably a pretty good house no not at all like 350 gets you a place in the middle of the woods 50% chance that so the previous owner was murdered there and you might get a front door. Is that a game changer in my for experience. you? If somebody was murdered there? I thought you were going to say the front door. I was going to say, hey, kind of. <laughs> um, uh, I mean, it depends on how and like are the people who responsible for doing the murder still around? It's are they like are they in jail for life? Is there something in the house they want? So we have like, to is think it one of those situations? A possible haunting, but you don't have to think about just replacing a door. <laughs> I mean, I wasn't even thinking of hauntings. I was thinking of like them coming back and like tearing up my floorboards, and there's just like a cache of like guns or drugs or something under there. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, haunt. Yeah. I mean, I guess hauntings because ghosts are real, right? That's that's been confirmed. We saw dust on a camera once. So we know ghosts around. We. Well, <laughs> people on the internet. I'm trying to. Okay. I'm trying to blend in with the society, the new crowd. Yeah. For sure. But uh, yeah, so I, I looked, and there was one house not very far away from where I live, and I have to be careful how I say this without doxing myself. But I looked at this one place, four hundred sixty-nine thousand, which again in my head should be a mansion. It wasn't, uh, but I look online and I'm like, okay, well, you know, it, it has potential. It's pretty much the cheapest house in the area, aside from one that was like 20,000 less. And it was a shack like that. That's the kind of place where you worry about the front door being included or not. <laughs> and so I, like, I look at all the pictures and stuff and <laughs> you could see where they had pictures hanging on the wall. There was just, I don't know if it was dirt or nicotine or what around it. So I'm like, okay. So there's work, for sure. I'm not buying a house that, like, I go to, I drop my stuff in, and I'm done. No, almost half a million dollars doesn't get you that anymore. 
And I'm like, well, okay. It realistically it wasn't too much work. So I'm like, okay. Well, I guess I can book a time to go visit this place and see it. Like originally I, I wasn't interested. And the more I looked at it, I'm like, yeah. This has potential, I guess. Like I, I should look at it. It was like a three bedroom, one and a half bath or something. So it wasn't horrible for like a starter place. It wasn't just a one bedroom log cabin. And I, I looked on Google Maps and I'm like, well, this looks totally different because the Google Maps is in the summer and this was in the winter. So I couldn't get a feel of like what the yard looked like or anything like that. And Google Maps, it looked like they cut down a bunch of trees. So I'm like, okay, well, maybe I'll just drive there and, and just take a look beforehand because it's only like a two minute drive from my house. And at the time, like, I probably looked super sketchy because... I get in the car, I've got a pair of binoculars, I'm wearing just a hoodie with the hood up, I was tempted to just get the sunglasses and just commit to the look that I was about to, like, scout this house out and rob them that night, but I get, I'm, I'm driving up, I'm like, alright, this street, this street ain't bad, like, I, I know the area, it's in town, it's a small town, but still, and I'm looking for it, I can't find it, I go over this little hill, I get there, I look at the house, I'm like, yeah, I mean, it's not bad. Nice yard. Wasn't huge, but big enough. I mean, compared to like a city house, I guess any yard is a good yard. But uh, yeah, I'm looking at it and then I look at the for sale sign and I notice that right above the for sale sign, sold. <laughs> it was gone. It wasn't even on the market. So I spent probably like two hours looking at this place, like checking my finances to see like how much it would cost and stuff get there scout the place out and it's not even on the market like why why, why is it on the website if it's sold it, it's it, been happening it, I, a lot in the area like in the town we grew up in the town you're referring to um my dad he's still watching like the market because that's he's got nothing better to do but to watch the real estate and, and he cares about the price of his house and uh yeah. yeah a few houses in town there like they they've gone up for sale where a house that you would think like normally like a three bedroom, like raised bungalow, just like on a city, like on a town street, you know, with like half an acre all around, you'd think yeah. that's maybe a $300,000 house, but these houses are going for six, seven, even higher. And they're selling as fat. Like there's even bidding wars at those prices. Like everybody. And it's important to note this town is in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> Like, it it's forty minutes if you want to go somewhere, it, at least. And there's like it's it's still, as if it's in this like, a city area with lots of stuff around it. it it's insane. I mean, hey, like, we we got curbs. <laughs> well, I, I the house I'm in now didn't. <laughs> my, my street just That's got true. ditches that ended up being a nightmare. My brother got stuck in the ditch a couple weeks ago. <laughs> I had to pull him out. Like, uh, all we needed was curves, and we would have been great. But no, the ditch that this like in the town that doesn't even have high speed fiber op internet. And they just, oh, it does. It, it it's in. up to everybody's house. They just won't hook it up. <laughs> <laughs> like, like there's not like everybody's on well water. Everybody has a septic tank. You know, obviously the main draw is the lake, right? 
Like everybody wants yeah. to escape the city, get a little bit of that country life. I think the location of the town is absolutely perfect. Like I would love to buy a house there, but it's just not in, in our price range. Nor nor is it like any good for our careers at all. Like we need to be near the ocean, more or less. But uh Yeah, true. Like even so yeah. even here, uh in Newfoundland, like on the island, like if you don't buy a house in St. John's, like everything you ever need is going to be a 40 minute drive, you know, same situation, except the price drop is like drastically different. Like in comparison, like a house in St. John's, like you're probably going to go 350 to 450,000, like in that range, more or less, unless you're getting like a really nice modern house. And then of course there's like the lower end of the spectrum where you don't know if the door is going to be there. (laughs) Um, But like, as soon as you go 15 minutes outside the city, if you spend 200,000, you're going to get a beautiful house. (laughs) The only problem is, is the amenities, right? Like you're not going to have the internet, you know what I mean? Unless you get like the satellite internet. Um, Good old musk net. Yeah. Like you're going to be on a well and you're going to be on a holding tank and you're probably not even going to have, like there's no natural gas or anything on the island here. So it's all going to be electric, propane or oil. Oh, yeah. So that's, that's one of the benefits of being on the, the mainland for me would be like the natural gas side of things. Cause that's probably the cheapest way to heat your house. Oh, for sure. We switched, like, uh, probably eight years ago now or something like that, but it's a huge difference and so much easier. Like, there's no hassle whatsoever. Just turn it on. Yeah. And there's, like, a 0.001% chance that your whole house explodes, but aside from that... Like, I'm never going to spend, like, $400,000 on a house that I have to cut wood. (laughs) I'm sorry. Like, I'm just... It's not. Yeah, no, I've had enough of that. <laughs> like we we did that for a while, and then natural gas came. We're like, why would we ever, ever, cut another piece of wood in our lives? But it it is kind of the same thing here in a sense. Like I was looking at places. It it's a bit more distance. Like I live in southern Ontario, and I was looking at places in northern ish Ontario. Like not all the way up pretty much in the arctic but north to the point where you're you're out of any big cities and for less than 500,000 you can get really 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 nice houses but to get to like Toronto or any large city it's like 10 hours like it, it's ridiculous if you ever had to go anywhere and that's my biggest problem is work. Like, I need to be near the city. But anything near the city is insane. And it's such it's such a frustrating thing to say, okay, I can either get this really good house, but I can't for work, or I can get this just run-down piece of garbage for the exact same price. The only difference is where it's sitting. And, like, you can't win that game. <laughs> like, there's unless please support this channel and maybe our twitch channels so i can get rich and not need to have a real job (laughs) and then not that content creation isn't a real job i'm I'm gonna stop digging this hole (laughs) so hypothetical question (laughs) in this smooth transition would you rather only ever and this applies to existing and future only have single player games or multiplayer games. 
Like, I was wondering if those are the only first, ones that exist. But uh, when you it? when you say multiplayer games, are you saying online multiplayer games? That was primarily what I was thinking. Yeah, but eh. no, I'm gonna I'm gonna hard cut it single player or multiplayer. Damn, online or offline. Single player for me, for sure. Yeah, I. Like, obviously, multiplayer games are huge. Like, even in our case, when we hang out, we're usually playing a multiplayer game. But single player is just, like, one, you can you can still talk about single player. You can sit beside someone that's playing a single player game. I feel like we've done that many times in the past, growing up and stuff. And, like, single player games excluding like cyberpunk because that just went horrible they seem to always be made to such a better quality than multiplayer like the the typical targets for multiplayer i'd say are like cod and battlefield especially more recently where they've just felt really really rushed i feel like single player quality wise alone is always significantly better than multiplayer i i agree with you 100 percent um like i'm a sucker for a good story whether it be a movie a book or a video game and i like like you were saying i feel like there's more there's more quality there's more love into a single player experience than there would be in any multiplayer but at the same time the multiplayer is so good when you just feel like it's more of a social aspect of it right like whether you're good or bad at a game you're playing with other people so i definitely see the appeal of both yeah, yeah, like I, I for sure enjoy a lot of multiplayer games, but I also feel like single player is like I've never played Dark Souls or any of those type of like just uber difficult single player, but I feel like in general single player is a much more like relaxed and less frustrating experience too. Like you play multiplayer, it uh, just any game that has ranked, I I won't let myself play anymore. <laughs> Because I went down the rabbit hole of ranked League of Legends for probably four or five years. And God, what a horrible experience that is. Like, when I was in it, it's like, oh yeah, I'm going to climb, I'm going to be good, it's great. But there were so many nights where I was like, I didn't enjoy any of those games I just played. Because <laughs> at that point, I didn't feel like I was really playing it for fun. I was just playing it to win. That's and a, there was, like, I, it's a rabbit hole in many games. Uh, like whether it's League of Legends or, or other people playing Overwatch or or anything, as soon as there's like a ranked one, now some people they live for that grind, right? Like they live for it and they have the skill to like follow up with it. Me, I yeah, just don't care I, enough. <laughs> I I, I yeah, do gaming I, for a relaxing <laughs> experience, not not as an absolute grind. You know what I'm saying? Sorry, go on. I like I, I enjoy being competitive, but I hate it at the same time. Because most games I'm mediocre at. <laughs> so it never really goes the way you plan it. Like you always think, oh yeah, I can I can win a couple games here easy. I'll get promoted, blah, blah, blah. I remember playing in university, like first year university. I had one weekend, both my roommates were gone. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to play League. And I started playing at night. And it... it most people have that point in time where they're like, okay, one more game. Except I screwed up and said one more win. And that was probably at about 
maybe 10 p.m. I said, okay, one more win in League of Legends. I'm going to bed. I went to bed at, I believe it was 7.45 a.m. the next day. <laughs> Worth it. <laughs> <laughs> but it wasn't like, there's been so many games where I've, I stayed up and I enjoyed it. I'm like, you know what? That's fine. But man, that was a horrible night. <laughs> like, so many hours. And then I finally got it at the end. And it didn't, it, I didn't feel good. I felt relieved. I think it was like a, it was like the anti subathon. <laughs> like you get subathon, you get this like positive reinforcement to keep going, and then I guess you get the little bit of relief. Like okay, I'm done. I can go to bed. But this was just negative reinforcement. It was like no, you're not done. You suck. Keep going. I've never played League or, or Overwatch, but like, how long does a typical League match last? Oh, week? that's that's what the worst thing about league was it's it's like 45 minutes to an hour Damn. that you're stuck in a, in a game like you can surrender at 20 minutes so you're guaranteed 20 minutes of just pain and obviously it, i very rarely like to surrender so you're stuck in there for 30 or more overwatch isn't as bad it's usually quicker but yeah league is just such a time sink i try to avoid it but back to just the single player multiplayer thing. I think single player has a lot. Like if you were to break into the two pools, I guess. I feel like single player has significantly more like game modes. It has more content. To it. Or n not game modes, but like types of games. Because like everything that is multiplayer could be single player pretty much. Like, League is probably the hardest one to put into single player, but it, it's just an adaptation of real-time strategy. Like, League is a copy of Dota, which was an offshoot from World of Warcraft, which was a strategy game. So, like, any multiplayer stuff, like GTA Online, you got just GTA Offline. Battlefield Call of Duty, they started as games with campaigns. Everything like that comes over, and then you have single player only stuff like your well yeah i'm gonna say assassin's creed i know it had multiplayer at one point but it was garbage like there, there's just so many more single player things to play now if you're the game maker side of things i would say that you would want to make more <laughs> if you had to make the choice they would say all multiplayer games because that's where the money's at oh yeah all the microtransactions and everything right? else like 100%. like back to the like the rank thing right quick like i don't care about the rank unless like there's some kind of enticing reward for me ranking up but like i wouldn't rank up just to say wow look at me i'm so good look at this rank but if i rank up and then i get like a fancy shovel for whatever <laughs> i'm like okay yeah like league kind of had that because every year if you got gold or higher you would get uh like an exclusive skin but there's so many different champions. If it's not one that you play, it really isn't enticing anyways. And then if you get to like challenger, you get a, which is the highest level. Like the people that play in the competitive scene, they get like a jacket. So that's not enough for me to go for. A, like a real life jacket? Yeah. I, yeah I'll I'd, send you. I'd never. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, 100% if, if you're making a game. 
go multiplayer. But at the same time, I'd still make a single player if I made a game because it's significantly easier for the most part. Is there any single player game that you wish had a good multiplayer that doesn't? Off the um, top of your head? I can think of one like right quick. I, th- the, I wish Black the, Flag, Assassin's Creed Black Flag had co-op multiplayer. So Sea of Thieves. <laughs> sea of Thieves, but like Assassin's Creed and not yeah. Yeah, Crash see. Bandicoot. Like... <laughs> Yeah, the first thing that came to mind for me was Star Wars Republic Commando, just because I like that game so much, and it's such a good single-player game. But it did have a multiplayer, and it sucked. And I don't know how they do... Well, okay, never mind, they could just do co-op. <laughs> if that if we're counting co-op as multiplayer, 100%, that's the game I want to have a good multiplayer put in place. Like, co-op Republic Commando would be amazing. I'm trying to remember the Republic Commando multiplayer, but it was just kind of like Halo, so you could be a it, a clone or a Trandoshan, was, right? That was yeah, it was four v four multiplayer in like little small arena maps. It was Halo, <laughs> pretty much. It was pretty bare bones, but it was an early game, and like it, I don't think it ever caught on. Like I wasn't active in the original Xbox online. But I, I can't see it catching on when Halo was out and stuff like that. Yeah, it just sure. wasn't that good. But like, yeah, co-op for that would be amazing. Like I would say, like oh man, I wish like Knights of the Old Republic had like, but like just like with the gameplay, you can't. Like the style. Of yeah, it's hard to have two people make decisions and still have them have yeah. the same story unless they all make the same choices, I guess. But but yeah, you obviously have to change the story to have like incorporate two main characters so you don't just have one person die off or something yeah for sure but yeah yeah i can see that well, on the on the topic of star wars since we're here uh the last episode we had last week on that day it came out the last episode of book of boba fett was released and I hadn't seen it before we recorded, so we didn't talk about it. But we've both seen it now. It wrapped up. Like, that's all the episodes for Book of Boba Fett. Um, they haven't said anything about, like, a second season or anything like that. And I think it makes sense. So, for anyone that doesn't want spoilers, um, we'll probably put something either on screen, like a card or a time or something, so you can see where to skip to if you don't want to be spoiled i guess but yeah what what are your what are your thoughts on the final episode we'll talk about that first and then we'll go over like the whole series i guess uh the final episode was it was good like it was okay i wouldn't say it was great um but it wrapped up more or less everything it needed to wrap up from what was going on there it's unfortunate that it turned into a more of a mandalorian season 2.5 um, I don't know if they, like they should have just called it the Star Wars show. Uh, there was just so many things going on there, but by the end, you know, they, they wrapped it up as good as they could, in my opinion. If we're diving into spoilers, I guess. Yeah, yeah we'll, we'll go right for it. Like, so, right at the beginning, they're talking, they're, they're in the blown up sanctuary, or like the cantina place that got nuked by the Pike Syndicate the, yeah. night, the day before or whatever. And so they're sitting there, they got the mods, and Boba Fett's there, Fennec Shan's there, and the Mandalorian is there. 
and they're debating okay so the pikes are gonna they're gonna make their move they have lots and lots of troops lots of muscle we need to make a stand like or we need to leave and he's like no we need to make a stand and then he's like we're gonna go back to Jabba's or his palace or the palace now Jabba's palace and we're gonna yeah. hold there and i was thinking okay so we're gonna do like a kind of game of thrones kind of siege kind of thing going on that'd be kind of cool and then yeah. one of the mods speaks up he's like no our fight is here with all the people our people like kind of tries for a speech like that and i want to point out that i hate the mods but go on oh uh, yeah the mods are hot <laughs> garbage <laughs> um yeah anyway so he's like no we need to, we should stay here and like defend the people and both it's like you're right <laughs> and so instead of like falling back to like their strategic advantage and their fortress that they have out in the middle of the desert that they could see anybody coming they're like, nah, let's, yeah, no, they're, they're, let's divide let's our listen people. Let's listen to these random street people yeah. that were getting beaten up before we did anything. These, Clearly they know the best choice. <laughs> the street gang that, how they were introduced, they were literally stealing water from the very people they now want to quote-unquote protect. Even though yeah. throughout the episode, I don't see any people until the end. I don't see a single civilian <laughs> in the city. Anyway, so he's like, and Boba Fett, uh, after, like, he's made so many bad decisions throughout the series and anyway he's like yeah. you know what you're right we're gonna stay here and we're gonna protect the people and so like with like the remaining like 10 people that they have they split them all up into like all the different sectors of mas espa and As divides the forces yeah. even more into like each one is like in a different one of those crime families that said they were going to be neutral which you can always trust uh, yeah but anyway, just like that strategic decision like that, that bothered me so much. And then the fact like throughout the battle that ensues shortly afterwards, uh, there's, like I said, there's no civilians. Like there's, where are the people? There's nobody there. <laughs> like it's just- I a, never really like, thought about that. <laughs> shoot, shoot me up. And like nobody, nobody goes down. Like none of the mods, like a few of the mods go down, but like none of the mods really go down. Except for yeah. the the Gamorrean guards, they they kind of bit the dust. But. That that hurt. <laughs> they were probably like my favorite characters of the whole thing. Yeah, and like I I knew it was happening. Like anytime you see a character that's even close to a cliff or any kind of drop, it's like, well, this is the end. But I didn't think they'd do it. I didn't think they'd kill those two. I thought they were. And like, they... I, I feel like they're not fan favorites, but to me they're right. And then, uh, and then you go on, and so they bring Cad Bane back in the in the previous episode. Yeah. And so, of course, like the unfinished like Clone Wars episodes that didn't air with the final season, there was supposed to be a standoff between like Boba Fett and Cad Bane, where like that's where Boba Fett gets like the dent in his helmet. I'm not sure if you're aware of that. It's I don't know yeah. if it's canon, but anyway, Boba Fett is supposed to like kill Cad Bane in that scene. Anyway, that doesn't happen, and so they they try to do it here in live action, like basically twenty nine years later, and uh, like the duel was just so lame in my opinion. <laughs> like they tease it first, like throughout the episode, which is fine, build up the hype. Then the duel happens, and, yeah. and Cad Bane's got him, like he's got him beat. And if you watch the 100%. episode closely, Boa doesn't have his gaffy stick on his back, like through the whole. Through the whole thing. And then just during that scene, he has the gaffy stick on his back to, like, beat Cad Bane. I don't know if you noticed that or not. Plot armor. It's plot armor. Well, Baskar is literal plot armor. Like, the boys took so well, many shots. Yeah. Just, <laughs> I don't know why they were even cowering. Because, like, they stood at, 
their decision, him and Mando, was, hey, let's just walk out of this place that's surrounded and just get absolutely blasted <laughs> and be totally fine. And it worked. Like, I, I don't understand what they were worried about. They, uh, yeah, there were, it's there were a lot of, it's, it's another one of those things where I'm even more appreciative of Infinity War because it was the, like, this felt similar where it was like, okay, everything's against the good guys. Like, realistically, they shouldn't have a chance or if they do get out of it it's gonna be with heavy losses like realistically mod should have died and i don't know if the wookie whose name i'm forgetting should have realistically made it out of that or not but like part of me wanted them to lose because that's what should happen and it gets so frustrating when they just get this insane plot armor where just oh everything went right it just happened to go how the one way out of a million that doctor strange predicted that it needed to go for everything to work and that whole episode was like oh yeah well someone's probably gonna die here or they should lose this fight or fall back or whatever and it was just oh no everything worked out fine and the friggin the rancor uh I, I didn't I didn't like the whole King Kong blatant referencing there. When he was climbing was the tower, too. I was like, Oh, that's what we're doing. <laughs> it's so it's like it's not subtle at all. No. It's just a blatant knockoff. Like I felt like I was watching seven, eight, and nine where it's just exactly the same with a reskin. Like it it felt so dumb. And like, none of those, it felt they have those beautiful new scorpion droids or the the droidica knockoffs right the giant droidicas basically yeah like i figured they were just a continuation of the droidica because it's been what like 30 ish years since the ones that we see in episode one two yeah. and three were made so it kind of made sense but and like it was a new type of shield that i'd never really seen where like you couldn't even pass through it like norm like the meta is to like just go walk through the shield when the droid isn't looking at you and then just yeah. slice and dice there, but the the dark saber couldn't even go through the shield part. Like that was like I don't know if he tried to like just put his hand through after, but like it just seemed like he couldn't. But anyway, the droids come in, they yeah. they come blasting, blasting everywhere. But like a, there's like a scene with like Boba Fett and Mando just standing in front of a droid that just can't hit them, like <laughs> like a, yeah, a literal doesn't... garbage aim. And then when they're all hiding in like that one like sand building. They're like, we have to hold our ground here or whatever. And it's getting blasted yeah. for like 20 minutes. And there's just, it's like you're playing Battlefield 2042 and like there's no destructible cover whatsoever. <laughs> you can hit it with anything and it's fine. Yeah. yeah like it's, it's, it's like the riot shield that can withstand the tank shots. Just no, we're oh, good. It's just absolute hot garbage. But like I said this on like on that other podcast that I did right quick, but uh like even the most boring star wars is still star wars to me so like i just i don't care like I, it's still entertaining for me to watch in the moment it's after when you think about it like how bad it really is <laughs> it never really felt super star warsy to me like the biggest thing right away that kind of irked me was you never get the star wars music like the brassy music that star wars is known for and i mean 
the intro is good. It's catchy. I don't mind it. But like there, there's no real soundtrack in any of the episodes. It feels like. And that that's a big part of like what makes me realize I'm watching something that's actually Star Wars. So yeah, that always kind of irked me. And yeah. like it just feels it feels like a space western, which I mean, you could say that Star Wars itself kind of was to start with, but I don't know, it it didn't if you took out Boba Fett, it's it's not Star Wars basically. <laughs> like it, it just the worst part is if you took out Boba Fett, none of the events would actually change. Like he did nothing for the entire yeah, he series. He was just a placeholder. Like we can talk about the series as a whole now. Like, I don't know, like the last episode was yeah. all right. Like as a star Wars show, probably seven, six or seven out of 10 as a Boba Fett show, two out of 10. Well, he wasn't even in two episodes. Like how do you manage that? Like, I understand that they want to move Mandalorian forward, but like, cut it down <laughs> just ha- figure out either cut it down or have it spread out over more episodes where he's in like portions of each episode instead of just taking a whole episode for his little adventure and yeah it didn't i, I don't think it did justice to the character of boba fett at all like in the original trilogy he was this like cold quiet killer who everyone found so cool and then you get when just the image of him i can't get out of my head is when he's on the stupid speeder bike and he's got that big dumb smile like a bantha the tuscan race yeah like (laughs) that is not that's not boba fett but like it's it's crazy how they think they can get away with that character change right so like return of the jedi he gets yeeted into the star like that all right and he goes yeah. down there, he's all messed up. He finally makes it. We don't know how long it's been. It was probably a good day or whatever. Because, like, the wreck yeah. is just still smoldering. Like, he was probably in the Sarlacc pit for, like, a day. You know? Because, like, he only had a little bit of that oxygen. Like, he had to get out of there. <laughs> but yeah. he, he gets out, gets picked up by the Tuscans. We don't know how long he's with the Tuscans because, like, it, just, like, the timing of the show is so weird. But in that time, you're telling me he changes from that cold, like, like even if you watch, like, the Clone Wars, right? Like, the kid... Boba Fett as a kid saw his dad's head chopped off and then tried to kill the man who did that. You know what I mean? Just like yeah. an actual venge- vengeful person. Then he becomes like a bounty hunter. And you see a couple episodes of him in the Clone Wars when he's like in adolescence, you know, in that three years or whatever. He's probably like, I don't know, 14 and 12. He's like wielding yeah. dual blasters and absolutely annihilating like enemy forces and stuff like that. Just not giving a care. Works for yeah. the Empire during the Dark Ages. <laughs> like he just, how does he change? so fast overnight yeah and like i don't think there was ever a time where it it really emphasized that he even had morals really no like the the only thing he ever did that was like i guess quote-unquote good was make sure han was alive but that's only because that's java wanted him alive like he he cared because of the money not because like he cared about whether han lived or died yeah, 100%. And, and and now he's got this big moral dilemma like oh the sand people they're misunderstood. I got to I got to help them. Like it's so, I I understand like if he helped them enough to get out of there. But like all, all the stuff that they did where like he became part of their group and stuff like that. I I don't think that 
was really that accurate. And also, how did that stormtrooper get in there? Well, he could have just been some like, poor, some poor bugger like on a dewback, you know, just on patrol. You know, or he maybe just, uh, he just got put there for a while. Like. Maybe when Vader was looking for R two and three PO out in the Dune Sea, there from the escape pod, you know, four years so earlier, way back in Episode Four. <laughs> yeah, it was only four years ago. <laughs> I wanted to go back and look and see if he was even a sand trooper, or if they just threw I, I in a, a generic, generic stormtrooper. I think it's a generic. One. Uh, it's not. But the stormtroopers <laughs> even have O two like that, like how he ripped the two out. Don't get me wrong, I love the Sarlacc pit scene. Like that was the most Boba Fett that I that I thought the entire show was. Well, it was the only part that made sense, like, realistically. <laughs> like, yeah, he had to be there, but other than that, not really. But yeah, it's it's a typical Disney thing where it has lots of inconsistencies and stuff too, and they they try and make everything like happy and everyone's a good person, like the heroes are good, and that's just Star Wars wasn't that like it was always kind of a grungy time, like not it they were sad movies, like everyone. Like the rebels someone that are died losing. or like everything else. <laughs> the rebels yeah, are, like, they're getting creamed. <laughs> like like get, you, you see them get massacred right off the start in the Tantive Four and like everything's desperation and stuff like that. Leia gets tortured off screen by the interrogation bot and like it ends with Luke having to watch his father get just cremated because he more or less killed him but also kind of saved him and like that it it was never this super happy everything's going great yay type situation that disney just tries to make everything into oh but coco none of them were wearing best car armor <laughs> that's why the rebels were getting oh, God. <laughs> and I... they, they didn't have modifications <laughs> yeah. like but like the series opens up right and so he kills fat bib fortuna off the chair, right off of Java's throne. And it's yeah. like, okay, I'm taking over now. And then you go for another like seven episodes. Wait, why did you want to take over? Like what <laughs> what even Cad Bane asks him like right at the end. He's like, What's your deal? <laughs> like, what are you doing? And then Yeah, because it, it was never his thing. Like no. he was always like a nomadic bounty hunter. Like Fennec is definitely the star of the show for me. Like she's the one doing all the gangster, yeah. like all the actual muscle work, and she even has the brains to follow that up. Like even in the briefing, like she's laying out the plan. Like Boba isn't saying a word. He's just there for the title and viewership. Like <laughs> it's really not his story at all. He spends half his time just sitting in the back today. Yeah, and, and I didn't like what they did with Cad Bane at all. No, they brought him into live like... action and killed him. <laughs> Yeah, like, there wasn't enough time for people that aren't, like, that haven't seen all the Clone Wars and everything else to really know even who he is or any of his backstory, really, or to get any type of attachment. So he was just, a, like, to someone that didn't know, really. He's just an outside nobody character that has two episodes where he dies. And like you said before, he clearly, like, he had the win. He, he could have killed boba no problem whatsoever and i kind of understand like if he's hesitant to do it but there's no way he's losing that fight like he he should have had it no issue and i i kind of hope that he would get away or something so they could 
keep him as a character, although he's getting old. So it, it would get to the point where either they're unrealistically stretching his lifespan or well, we don't know. We don't know how long that species lives for anyway. That's the thing. Yeah, about I can't Star remember Wars, what he right? is. So like I also Zoros didn't like the. Or... Yeah, it's just the weird tubes that throw me off. But I didn't like his face either. It felt like a Sonic thing. Not as bad as Sonic. Sonic was obviously horrible, but he looked like he got stung by a bee several times. I was just times. thinking about that. I was just about like, to he's so it puffy. Like yeah, it's and just like, like the old man swelling. But like, I I understand how he has more of like a washed out appearance now. Like, yeah, he's getting old or whatever. But normally, old you, you sag or something. You don't get puffy unless you're like a celebrity that had a bunch of plastic surgery go wrong or something. But, but you're talking like, about how humans age. Like, we don't know how Adoros ages. That's how you get away with yeah, that. Yeah, I, I guess. <laughs> There's so many just escape why, hatches. Why does Cad Bane even hang around for that duel, though? Like, Cad Bane, like... Okay, for, let me ask this question first. What percentage of Star Wars fans do you think have even seen a single episode of The Clone Wars? Of Star Wars fans? Like, yeah. pe- people... Uh... People who would watch this. Well, the the weird thing about this is it it seems like it's drawing in a lot of people that aren't super big Star Wars fans, but just know Boba Fett. Like, it was a good idea to use him as a poster child for a show, just because he ended up being so, like, iconic and popular. But I feel like... Yeah, I, I feel like people... Like, just in general that are watching it, whether they're really, quote-unquote, fans of Star Wars or not, I feel like it's probably maybe 25% have seen Clone Wars, but not anywhere near enough to really know Cad Bane's, like, whole overarching story or care who he is. Right. Like, like if, if our, like, if your parents were to watch it, right? I don't know if they did or not. No. But, like, they... Let's let's say your dad watched it, right? Like he's seen the original trilogy, obviously, yeah, and probably the prequel trilogy. But like, then yeah. then you and he's like, "Oh wow, Boba Fett! Like it was my favorite action figure as a kid. I'm gonna watch that." And he sits through it all, and he's like, "Who's that blue bugger that just showed up in the cowboy hat? Am I supposed to care? Like what? Just that absolute nobody that gets blasted." Yeah. yeah. Now, if it's somebody that's like you know tech savvy like immediately they're gonna go on youtube and then the first thing in the recommended because everything's connected and everything's listening to what you're doing it's gonna be like wow find out everything about cad bane here with a giant clickbaity title and big picture of the big blue guy's face a a big red arrow pointing at him when he's the only thing on the picture that's right stuff like that yeah but uh anyway so like why does he stick around for the duel you know like what like cad bane like if we if you know him He's not sticking around. He, his employer's just lost. They lost the battle. He's literally the last one. Like, he's not one to take on a Wookiee, Boba Fett, like everybody. You know what I'm saying? Man, yeah, he was a smart character. And, like, he was... He never really had an attachment to anything. It was always just, yeah, this is my job. I just am here for the money. So, yeah, like, so once that's done, he... Like, I, I guess they were trying to say, like, oh, it's, it's like a vendetta between the two of them or something but it shouldn't be <laughs> he shouldn't care he should be like eh. oh well well i think there's a and missing realistically arc. it's a it's a desert it's just the whole planet is a desert with nothing on it i'd be gone 
I'd be like, yep, nope, see you. Yeah. Have fun, do whatever you want with the the nothing planet. Well, I think there's like a, a storyline somewhere. I don't know if it's a book or a Clone Wars arc where like Cad Bane kind of took Boba Fett under his wing when he was younger. And like, that's why he gets to be, yeah. quote unquote, so good. Yeah, because the story is supposed to be like Django knew Cad, Cad trained Boba and it's like a weird mentor scenario in Book of Boba Fett, I guess, but because Cad Bane wanted he, to train Boba to be as good as Django because Django was the best bounty hunter in the galaxy. So he wanted to train him, but Django was dead. So he wanted to train up Boba so that Cad Bane could defeat him, like the knockoff Django Fett as Boba Fett. So he could claim yeah. being the best bounty hunter in the galaxy. Yeah, so I guess I could say it's like an ego thing that he stayed, but he was always like a really smart character in the Clone Wars, so I don't... I, I don't think it's really super accurate to his character. Like think, how they portrayed him. Do you think they'll ever do like a special edition of Empire Strikes Back when they when Vader's talking all the bounty hunters on the Star Destroyer bridge? And Cad Bane. And they throw Cad Bane in the back. <laughs> God, I hope not. <laughs> I That'd really be hope fun. Not. I was really hoping we would see Bosk, to be honest. I, I had a feeling Cad Bane was going to show up because like before the last uh, episode six, you were thinking like, okay, like why are the Pikes such a big threat like they have to have somebody on their side and like dave filoni is directing the next episode so there's gonna be luke there's gonna <laughs> yeah. be ahsoka and there's gonna be cat Bane. like <laughs> yeah who just happened to walk all the way through the desert just to make an entrance in a tiny village also r2d2 did more in that series in the boba fett series than he did in the entire sequel trilogy <laughs> oh yeah he just went catatonic after like probably as soon as he got back from that flight it, he just shut down <laughs> it, it's so stupid i i wasn't surprised by uh grogu taking the armor though and like one i figured they would do it because then if he chose to stay with luke they'd have to somehow write that in and make it make sense for the backstory that they told about like kylo and everything else so i i figured they'd just avoid that hassle and two uh, the mandalorian series that uh, half the people were just watching it for grogu anyways so it was a super predictable thing but well as soon as he started building the n1 starfighter and the droid port was like hollowed out with the bubble you knew what was going to yeah. happen you knew that they were going to be reunited because as soon as you seen the bubble you're like you know grogu is going to be in the little bubble right yeah. like there's no way and I wonder, it makes me wonder though, like I wonder, I don't want to say if they, like it got Disney-fied, where like, I wonder if that was the conclusion of their story at the end of Mandalorian season two, which like, I'm sure you're spoiled by now, like obviously gets taken by Luke, right? Like, yeah. cause you've seen that in this show now, like it's crazy. Yeah. And, uh, but like, I wonder if like he was supposed to be with Luke longer. I wish he stayed with Luke a little longer because like, I wonder if Disney was like, nope. Nope, we gotta sell more Grogu toys. You gotta make them in oh, Mando I'm, season I'm 100% three. sure they were doing that. You know what I mean? So, like, I kind of I don't like that side of it. Yeah. I mean, I haven't <laughs> watched the first two seasons of Mandalorian to really, like, no, but it seemed pretty clear that Grogu was a big moneymaker, so splitting him up from the Mandalorian just, it didn't seem likely at all. Yeah, 
I just like now that you've seen that, like I don't even know if you should watch the man. Like, is it even worth the time? Yeah, like like there's good stuff. Like I, I don't even want to talk about it in case you want to watch it. At some point, I probably will, but it. I I don't think I'll super enjoy it. Like, if I had to choose between watching The Clone Wars or watching Mandalorian, I'd watch The Clone Wars because it actually feels like Star Wars. You watched season Mandalorian. seven that was out, right? Uh, Clone Wars. Yeah, uh, I'm I'm far behind on the Clone Wars too. I've been slacking because there's just so many episodes to to go through and trying to remember where I got to is usually what throws me off. Because wow. like, I don't want to start right from the start, because I've seen probably the first three seasons, like every episode. You should so do just the, figuring uh, out where to pick it up is... Chronological tricky. Watch, I think, is the best way to go about that. If you just go to StarWars.com, they have it. Like Because it's not in chronological order, right? Like They're all over the place. No. Until, yeah. until you get to like season like four, then they're kind of in order. Yeah. But they were... They were always good. Like, I, I don't think I ever saw one where I'm like, yeah, that sucked. That didn't feel like a good Star Wars experience or anything. Like, they were always entertaining and oh, they're so good. good actual stories to them. It's unfortunate that the Bad Batch, uh, I think it's subpar compared to the Clone Wars, but I wonder what season two will have. Like, it only had one season so far, and I, I watched all that. Yeah. Um, but I... <sighs> So, like, Star Wars is trying to, like, obviously they're both owned by Disney, but I think they're trying to make up for, like, their past, quote-unquote, like, not failure financially, but just failure with, like, the fans, with, the, like, the sequels and everything they're trying to pump out by kind of, like, doing the Marvel thing where everything has to connect in, like, a, a linear timeline now, and every show has to have, like, a cameo of another character that people are like, <gasps> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, and then they can use that to be like, hey... Tune into this other show to see what that person is doing. For sure, yeah. Like at the end, like the post credit scene for Boba Fett, like you're like, everybody was like, well, on the internet that that I can see was everybody was so disappointed with the post credit scene. I was like, what, what were you hoping was going to happen? Like the post credit scene is Cobb Vanth in the back to tank getting modded, showing that he's going to live. But it's like, what, what did you think was going to happen? Like a little, like a CGI Harrison DH Harrison Ford was going to show up? Like, I, like what were you hoping for? <laughs> Like, not everything has to be, like, a wham-blam, thank you, ma'am cameo. You know what I mean? Like, Luke is cool. Like, it makes yeah. sense for Luke to be in there if they were doing that Mandalorian side story. And, like, it, it, story-wise, it makes sense for him to show up at the end of Mandalorian. But, like, don't just start throwing characters in for no reason. Yeah. I mean, I thought it was a weird ending just because it kind of makes it seem like there is going to be another season of Book of Boba Fett or something when I feel like there shouldn't be. Because I feel like they didn't really have much of a story to start with. It was just, okay, he he's alive. And then they kind of worked with it and stretched it out. But now I feel like if they continued with his story, it, just, it, it would just keep getting worse. Yeah, I, I don't need a season two. If they have one, of course I'm going to watch it. But I, I don't see any need. I think they're just going to continue with The Mandalorian. And The Mandalorian is going to be like the base storyline that all of these knockoff shows are going to intertwine with. Like they're going to do, they're going to fill in the gap between Return of the Jedi and The Force Awakens. I think there's going to be like a Thanos event like after a couple years. And it's going to be like Grand Admiral Thrawn that's in there. I'd like to see him more. I, I've known about him ever since the books that now aren't canon. 
But like, I still wish they just went with the old canon, what is now Legends. Right. It was such a better just overall storyline. Like the whole, the story of that, it had Thrawn, basically Thrawn took over after six when the emperor died luke and leia they have kids they start training them as jedi so that part's similar and you end up finding out that like the interesting thing about that storyline that i really liked was the emperor he wasn't actually just doing everything for power he was doing it to protect the galaxy because you find out that there's yeah that there's there's an invasion happening basic like that he basically looked he pulled a doctor strange looked into the future and said oh we got trouble coming and everything he did he did to consolidate power to then protect the galaxy from that invasion from the years like, on who are like immune to the force and stuff like yeah that. so so it, it made his character a lot more interesting. I mean, he had an interesting character to start with, but to to bring in the question of like, well, is, is he right? And I think that would have been so much cooler than, oh yeah, he, he cloned himself and disappeared for a long time and then came back on a planet where the ships can't leave the surface and then died. Which was just a horrible... Horrible storyline. You're just making me think of like MCU and like Thanos. So like I know you haven't seen the Hawkeye show, but like Hawkeye's been through some stuff, right? At this point in the MCU, like he has had to deal with a lot of crap. <laughs> and well, he's it, turned himself into a like cold blood killer at one point. Well, like right, but like after that, then the loss of Natasha, like right, like yeah. he's like suffering, and his show like kind of dives into that. But like in the first like five minutes of his show. This is, like, after the snap. Oh, I know what line you're talking about. (laughs) Yeah, and, like, he goes to, like, just rock a piss at the urinal. And he looks down like it's if some shitty grade 8 graffiti is, like, (laughs) written on the top of the urinal. And it says, Thanos was right. Like, can you imagine? I mean, that's realistic, though. Like, I know that would happen. That's the most down-to-earth thing I 100% believe it. Yeah. Because oh, like even so even when that movie came out, there there were people that like there was that debate of like like is he justified in doing it? And like you can kind of go either way with it, but but I I hundred percent believe that and agree with it. And another thing that did that was uh, Far Cry Five, I think it was. The main villain of that, he's perceived as like this religious nut job. And like he he's taking over the area basically, and he's going on and on about the end of days and stuff like that, and everyone just thinks he's a nutcase. And you as the main character end up fighting him, taking out like it's a whole family. You take out the whole family and stuff, and then at the end, it has two endings. Basically, you confront him and his like gang of remaining bodyguards and stuff. And you have two choices for the ending. One is you try and take him in and arrest him. Or, well, okay, I'll, I'll do the other one first. You either take him in or you, you let him go, basically, and you you just say that you're going to leave. Um, so if you let him go, he actually ends up, like, convincing you that he's right. 
and he, he has like this gas that he uses to basically brainwash people. So you fall under that as you leave and it, it's kind of like a cliffhanger ending like that. And then if you try and take him in, you fight with him and then you find out that he's actually right because he, he was saying that it was going to be like a nuclear uh, end of days type thing. And as you're fighting him, bombs start going off and he knocks you out and takes you into a fallout shelter. And that, that, that's the kind of thing I like where it's like, okay, now instead of just being this one-sided character where it's like, yeah, you're clearly wrong. He's just a psychopath. I have no bad feelings about killing him or anything like that. When the character actually has like motives where it's like, okay, well maybe that like they, they were right about this or something like that, where you have to consider, should we kill this person? Or even like gears of war three, the queen, that was another one. Like I didn't want her to die. Like you kill her in three. Once you find out more about her and what her whole deal is. Right. Yeah. Cause you find out like, it's perceived at the start that, you know, the horde, they're just coming, they're killing everybody, they're monsters, they just want all humans to die. And you find out as you go through the mo- uh, the games that they're running for their lives, basically. Like, they're fighting to stay alive because you've got the basically infected versions of themselves that are poisoned from what's underground the lambent and everything and you find out like they're entirely justified in trying to get above ground to get away from those and they just ended up fighting with humans for it and like you find out that she was human too and everything like all the the horde is all at one point human and everything i thought it was such a great story and i wish i wish that you didn't kill her because i feel like they could have made a better story including her Instead of what they did with four and five, which I didn't really like that much, but just making characters deeper and not just having everything being a one-sided thing where it's like, yeah, this one side is always totally right. The other side is totally wrong, which just seems super 2D and I hate. And that seems to be what everyone does because it's feel good. Which is, again, why I liked Infinity War so much. Because Thanos was actually a character that mattered. And was semi-right. Well, sometimes a whole story, like the hero struggle, it's it's all about the villain. If you don't have a good villain, then why does anybody give a shit? Right? Like, if you have nothing... Like, the villain needs to be, again, not just too, two-dimensional like you were saying. Thanos was a great villain. Like, I, I hear that from so many people. And I agree with it. That it's it's a controversial thing. We're like, you know what? He's probably right. I'll take a gamble with that. Yeah, but at the same time, yeah, you want like, the heroes to win and overcome and and beat them. But it's so nice that the heroes actually lose. Like it's it's such a greater story. Like if you have like a trilogy or a two part movie, you want you don't want the first part to be like all feel good and happy. Like we like people. Maybe not everybody agrees, but I love a good fall. Like every hero needs a fall or group of heroes because there needs to be that. It, it just makes the conclusion so much more epic. That they've overcome all odds instead of just being overpowered and and overtaking them. I think Star Wars has has always struggled with that with like the the Jedi and the Sith. Like that just seems to be like black and white, good and bad. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like I I I hate that 
so just the the thing where it's like there is always a clear-cut person that is right and person that is wrong and i i mean even outside of like games and movies and stories you see it in history you see it with even just people arguing on the internet it's always i am right you are wrong i am the good guy you are the bad guy when in reality it's party a believes in this party b believes in this and there's a middle ground somewhere where you know maybe the bad guy isn't entirely wrong or they're semi-justified or whatever and even the good guys might not necessarily be totally good like kind of like what they did with hawkeye where he's not like a clean-cut super great guy he went kind of off the deep end there for a while because he was justified in doing so to an extent but like when you when you have someone that's just squeaky clean against just evil it it's so boring and overdone and it it's the typical disney thing to do besides what they did with thanos pretty much that like it's i i, I hope they stop doing it like i'd really like to see a story where there's two people and you don't necessarily like it's not everyone agrees this one is the hero and this one is the villain and like at least for part of the story because like just the disney formula is it's it's so overdone for me i'm tired of seeing oh this hero is against overwhelming odds against them oh plot armor or in the case of boba fett baskar armor they're fine yeah, I agree with you. I'd love to definitely see like a mix up in like like you said the Disney farm, but like so many so many things are doing it. Like, I hope that the new Halo series that's coming out is actually going to show a bit of that gray area, um, like retelling the story of Halo. It's already renewed for a season two. I don't know if you've seen that or not. No, that's kind of uh, surprising. Yeah, it's already renewed for a second season for Paramount. But, uh, hmm. like, I don't want every movie. Like, don't get me wrong. I love, like, my guilty pleasure movies where there is just a clear-cut good and bad where I don't have to think about it. I'm just there for the ride. You know what I mean? Like, Transformers to me. Like, the Decepticons are the bad robots. Like, I don't think there's any <laughs> there's any questioning that. And I'm totally fine with that. Not in the movies, but in, in the comics and some of the games, they did actually dive into that a bit of the ethics where... And I think there's one line uh in like transformers 3 or something where you kind of see it where you realize hey what the decepticons are trying to do is just save their planet but i don't think it does a good job of like conveying that like what they're doing is kind of justified at all because obviously we have a bit of a bias towards humans so they, no one's gonna say yeah we should die for these robots so I don't think it did a great job of that, but that one at least, well, in three for the most part, it it had the fall like you were saying, like halfway through three when just everything's looking bad, the Decepticons have Chicago pretty much locked down and everything, and I think that's what made the Autobots actually coming back just so much better too. Like if it was always pretty clear that the Autobots had a good chance it it wouldn't have had the same effect like when you first see Optimus come back okay so since people will only be able to hear me 
just to clarify for people, we we lost Socks recording there. Uh, so he's still here. It's just he he lost that last minute. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll wrap it up here to avoid technical difficulties. But yeah, if you managed to make it this far, thank you for watching. Really appreciate it or listening. Uh, eventually, we'll get back on Spotify and stuff. I just haven't had time to look. But yeah, really appreciate the viewership. If you liked it, feel free to drop a like. If you're unsubscribed, subscribing is free. Helps us out a ton. Same with telling your friends. Really helps us out. Appreciate everyone watching. We'll be back next week. Always the same day. We've never changed up what day. But yeah, I'm TMT Coco. I was joined by Lick My Sock 117, who is gone for this part of the recording. We'll catch you next time. Thanks, and bye-bye.